0: Hello, and welcome back to the Embodied Podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. I'm just reflecting on how much I've gone into a little bit of, of hibernation. It turned pretty chilly here in Michigan, and it has been pouring buckets of rain for like three days straight. And it's left me wanting to just curl up in my bed and take naps, so much so that my friend, has called what I do nap-waving. Like, I'll do a task, and then I'll take a nap, and do another task, or have a client, then take a nap. (laughs) Just waving my naps throughout the day. The Embody podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and Reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents. That honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candace Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. How have you been doing? I wonder for you how your transition into this next season has been going. For some of you listening, you have a stronger transition of season. And for some, not so much. I noticed that for a while in the summer, I was just wanting to play volleyball every single day, if I could, (laughs) and just wanted to be out and enjoying nature and being with friends. And this weather has created a sudden and drastic shift, and my body also has felt different. Um, One, because the weather, but two, also, one day, a couple of weeks ago, I was eating some beef, and for those of you listening, I've been working on gaining a little bit of weight, and I do eat meat, I did, but that day I was like, oh my goodness, This makes me feel sick and I just couldn't eat it and from since that day I have not eaten any beef chicken pork poultry I've had fish and shrimp but I've eaten a lot of just eggs which are made of mung bean and a lot of lentils beans rice um, peas and other um, I eat a little feta cheese that's sheep, so I'm not totally eating vegetarian or anything. So maybe pescatarian with a little bit of a little bit of sheep's cheese. But I started to notice that I couldn't feel connected vibrationally, energetically with the foods I was eating before anymore. And that it seemed to be a mismatch with my energy. And along with that, I was noticing that some of the connections I had in my life were beginning to feel that way. Um, I think this is something that's constantly, constantly a thing I'm aware of. Whether or not I'm aligning, I feel aligned to the things that are that I'm still connected with, and to really get even more discerning and precise with my intuition and my sensing around if this is right for me right now is what's happening now. So I guess I'm going to just keep on sensing day to day what my body wants to eat and what it feels excited about and what it what it feels like I would be really nourished by and um, I I can't say that I'm not scared to not get what I need. Okay, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm kind of scared of getting, not getting what I need through non-meat products because I've just relied on meat so many years and it has been good for me. My body really called for it. So uh, I'm a little nervous about that, but I also want to give my body a chance and trust that it will guide me the right way again. And I'm noticing that I'm repairing some of the trust that I had broken, essentially, with my body. So about last year when I started working with the naturopath, um, November of last year, when I got some results back that said I was pretty nutrient deficient, I was so surprised in a way that my body wasn't guiding me to the things that it needed to to refill and replenish. So I felt like my body didn't get it or understand or I couldn't trust it. And I think that I just needed a little help and a, a little redirection at that time. At least that's how I'm reframing it so that I can get back on track with feeling trusting of my own body. So that's just a little update about what I'm going through. I want to just take a moment for you to connect with yourself and feel into your own breath. Notice that you're here. We're here together. And feel free to notice how you're feeling and how your body's doing in this moment. The topic today is being open to receiving love. I think we all want to feel loved and feel love. But definitely check in to see if that's something you want. And my guess is because you're listening to this episode, it's probably something you want to receive more of or explore. They did a bunch of episodes on untangling the energy of love from what love isn't. So if you want to check those out, I'll link them in the show notes. But you can also find them at candicewu.com slash love and candicewu.com slash love part two, the number two. And those episodes are about feeling into that all of you is worthy of love and um, separating the forms of love that came to us that look like fear or protection. And another couple of episodes that relate to this are Taking and Receiving. um, In the three-part series, Taking, Receiving, and Giving. You can find that at kandusup.com slash taking slash receiving, and slash giving. The premise of those episodes are around the order of taking and receiving coming before giving. That we need to know how to take and receive in order to be able to truly give. And that taking, taking love, taking what we need, receiving receiving what we want in life, all of those are important directions of energy and skills that we need to be able to have what we desire and to be able to take, give and take freely. So today's episode is a little bit of a variation of all that, and it's about being open to receive love in all the forms of that it comes to you. The way this begins for me is by looking at my parents. And this was not easy when I first had this concept introduced to me, this phrase, through family constellations. The phrase is, when I look at my parents, I take life as it came to me. And I receive your love the way it came to me the way it comes to me. This was not easy for me to say or to digest because what it touched in on for me was a number of things. One, it touched in on the really painful parts of my relationship with my parents, especially when I was younger, feelings of terror, feelings of protecting because I was emotionally wounded, In a lot of instances, my parents were either emotionally unavailable or absent and or said things that were painful for me. And I was traumatized for many years by those experiences because I didn't really have resource or someone to support me through those painful experiences not until later. But this statement, I take love and life as it came to me, really touches on the fact that there was love there. And for a long time of my life, I didn't see it. I was in such pain that I had shut it all out to protect myself and couldn't even see the real love that was residing there, even through the painful parts. There was both. And another statement in the constellations world that we can often connect with or use to support us is that something had to go right for me to be here now. Something in my ancestry, something in my lineage obviously had to go right because I exist. And that's such a redeeming statement Because it says there was love, there was something, there was resource. So to go back to this statement, I take love and life as it came to me. It also tells me or allows me to see through this lens that says, there was love here and I receive it and I'll take it. And I'll take all the love I can get. I'll take every bit of it that came to me. Thank you." And it helps me to see that there were certain ways that my parents or people in my life have acted that maybe on one level I was annoyed, hurt, or angry by, but coming from them in their particular complexity, in the particular constellation of their emotional world and psyche that that was love that they felt this was the way to love and so i'll just take the love and leave the parts that don't feel good and i don't have to reject it i don't have to reject my parents but I can see them in a fullness that says, yes, there was love here and I take it. There's life coming through you and I take it. And I take it the way it came. I don't have to manipulate it, change it, reject it, micromanage it for me to be okay and for me to receive something good here. This might not work for you or apply to you right now it might not be the right thing at this moment or ever but if there's a place in you that feels like "ooh," there's something there for me you might try that with your own parents just visualizing them and saying it to them i take life as it came to me i take love as it comes to me Thank you. And just feel your own reactions, whatever they are. Feel your own emotions and energy. So, to parse this out a little further, my father, one of the ways that he shows love to me is by sending me articles and notices of things going wrong in the world, (laughs) or things being dangerous that I should look out for. You know, watch out for that kind of plane if you travel again, because this kind seems to have four screws instead of three (laughs) on the plane wing where it connects with the plane. They skimped out on the screws and you shouldn't ride that plane. You know, these are all, this is all good information and it sounds kind of funny as I'm saying it now because I find it endearing, but other things like people have died during this kind of experience and maybe you shouldn't do it um, or watch out for this disease in the country you're going to visit And for a while, I just felt like it was annoying. And because it came with him imposing it on me, like he would share it, but then he would also say, you shouldn't go, you shouldn't do this. And I just felt like, you don't know me, I'm gonna do it. (laughs) You can't tell me not to. In fact, you telling me not to makes me feel stronger about like just sticking to my own wits and guns about it but that was long ago. And it hasn't happened like that for a while, but around the time it was still annoying me. And around the time I felt like, you're not respecting that this is my choice. I wasn't seeing that. He was just so scared for me and, and telling me these things because he loved me. And um, some people see that much easier, but because it came with so much of um, him not hearing me and why I wanted to do what I wanted to do that I just, I felt so unseen. So I was stuck on that wound. And after healing through that a bit, but also the statement, like, I take love as it comes to me, it makes me see the truth underneath it all, that it's his love that compels him to say it this way and this is the way he knows how. He has a hammer, so to say, and he doesn't always know how to use a screwdriver or a different tool that I would like him to use, like just telling me, I love you, you know, I care about you. He tells it this way, he does it this way. And so if I were to miss that, I would miss out on some of the love and I would just stick with annoyance and There would be this tension between us, but I'm happy that I can now receive it. And that's just one example for many of the ways that I've had to or that I got the opportunity to look underneath some of the behaviors of my parents, of loved ones around me, as well as uh, when I'm in relationships and I see my partner or a person I'm dating Act in a certain way that might trigger me and to look underneath it and see, well, what is the intention behind that on their end? Is it caring? And while it can be, it can be both, right? It can be caring and it can be disrespectful, but I'm just going to take the caring and as well as do what I need to around feeling not respected or um, asserting what I need or stating that I don't accept criticism, whatever it is. But I'll also take the loving. Something similar happened not too long ago with someone I was dating where I felt criticized for, um, some of my choices. And I felt like I wasn't being respected for my choices. And so the first place I checked in with myself was, am I relying on this person to respect my choices? Like, is it triggering me more than I'd like it to? And to come into more strength for myself about respecting my own choices? And then secondly, how much of this is between us in the relationship where I don't like that and it's not what I want in a relationship? with that piece aside, I was also looking at, can I actually receive love here, receive the loving, receive the care, if there is some, or can I still feel it anyway, if I feel criticized at the same time? I'm not really saying that we should feel criticized and just accept that necessarily, but I am saying that, can I free myself and be sort of, in a way, like in control of my own good feelings here. Can I be strong enough to not accept the criticism and take the love? It was hard. <laughs> it was painful because I felt really judged about it. But just seeing it this way helped me to heal up some of the the wound that I had of being judged, the part of me that felt judged, I just held and and gave attention to, and then um, looked for where there might be some goodness to take out of it. So that's just a little bit of an exercise in case you're in a similar situation or can relate to that in any way, where there's not quite a desirable situation going on but maybe there's some good that you can take from it and some something that it gives you that feels pleasurable or loving and then you can do what you need to about the rest (laughs) so there are the five love languages right um the ways that we might each feel like we can receive love the the best. Maybe there are a couple more now. Let me look that up. (laughs) But quality time, words of affirmation. Let's see. I'm literally looking looking it up on Google right now. (laughs) Gifts or tokens of affection. Acts of service. And physical touch. So those are the main five. I think there are more, or more that got added on, but now I'm not positive. It looks like there's still five <laughs> where I'm scrolling down. But, you know, I think it's a really lovely way to understand yourself and understand a partner or a person in your life that you care about is how do they express their love maybe they cook for you and that's a gift of service or a gift maybe it's a quality time that they like to spend with you cooking together or um where they do something for you that is just lovely and you know where one person has a certain love language and the other has a different one it's great to know what the other person likes so you can try to do it, but we don't always have this formal getting together and and learning about what those are. So if you can see what your mother's love language is or what your manager's love language is, then maybe you can see that there are there's loving coming to you in this form and It may or may not be your specific preferred love language or your way that you'd want to receive it, but it's coming. So I wouldn't want to miss it. But going back to being open to receiving love in all the forms that it comes, we're often just wounded humans walking around and trying to care for one another, trying to protect ourselves and sorting it all out. So why not receive love in all the ways you can and to highlight that in your life so that it can grow and it can appreciate. There's a quote by Stephen Hausner, that I want to share with you all. He is a systemic and family constellations facilitator and a writer. Comes from the book, Even If It Cost Me My Life, on systemic constellations and serious illness in 2011, page 67. Whatever the underlying reasons for a disruption in the early child parent relationship. The consequences are that the child is often caught between an unfulfilled need for closeness to his or her parents and a sense of having to hold a line of demarcation and protection. In the context of a constellation group, if the background of this relationship disturbance is brought to light and the patient's emotional splitting Resolved, there may be an end to this ambivalence in the soul. There may be a sense of peace and often healing at the physical level as well. So this disruption that he's speaking of in the early child-parent relationship where the child's caught between an unfulfilled need for closeness to their parents and a sense of having to hold a line to protect themselves when we grow up into adults we can want we can still have that need and project it into like other people to get that need but we can also protect ourselves and do things do certain things out of that protection and and so our way of loving is pretty complicated tangled up and can come out sideways, can come out in awkward ways. Ways that feel like not just pure loving. Because they're not. They're with needs and with protection. So, So many of us, I think, have pieces of ourselves that are still working that through. And while that's the case, can we still receive... Where the loving is anyway. Can we take the pieces and let that heal ourselves? Let that give us more and allow us to love ourselves and others even more. And so he's also saying, you know, if the context of this relationship, the background of this relationship, the the people behind them and around them, the situations around them these parents, is brought to light, then that splitting, that ambivalence can be resolved and just the loving can prevail or or be found whole again, then that sense of peace can come. Well, that's a topic for another day, but maybe it brings us full circle back to the statement, I take life as it came to me. I take love as it came to me and as it comes to me. Goes back to that because if we see our parents and we look into the context of their lives, into the context of our family system, life is coming through each of the generations. And isn't it a beautiful thing a restorative thing to be able to say, I take, I take it. I say yes to life the way it comes to me because it already happened. There's no fighting it for real, but we can try to fight it and we can suffer now. When that acceptance of it, it already came. I take it can bring us peace and can bring us worthiness, of, of restoration of the worthiness that we already are given, that we already are, and can leave us open to receiving more love, and can help us filter and be better at taking and receiving that love wherever it comes from. That doesn't mean you have to stay in situations that don't feel good overall or that aren't right for you or aligned for you. It just means you can still take the loving and walk away from the rest. So if you look into your own life, if this is resonating for you, are there places that have felt painful or where you've been resisting or struggling or suffering where you could harvest the love or glean it or dissect it a bit and just take the pieces of love that feel good and let that be more highlighted in your experience what i know is when we focus on those pieces and not just as like a singular rule of life but maybe, (laughs) maybe the better we are at focusing on those and letting those be what we see more of. What I see is that it begins to grow and it it appreciates what we appreciate appreciates. There are always going to be tough things and I don't want for myself to just like get fixated on the tough part so that I can't take the good out of that painful situation like I did when I was young. I've got more skill and resource now to be able to discern and piece it, parse it apart so that I can have, have the goods. So I wish that for you as well. And, um, I wonder for you where, You might apply this in your life if it connects with you. Thanks so much for listening today. Just a shout out to all my regular listeners that are waiting every Monday for an episode. I think of you every week, even if I'm not sending an episode out. And so just um, know that I stay connected in a way and um, send energy out, even if the podcast isn't there. So thank you for being so wonderful and appreciating these episodes and finding what you want out of them. And um, if you're someone who wants to give a little support or contribution back to the podcast, you can go to my website and support in a number of ways at kandasu.com support. Or if you are in the United States and use Venmo, you can send it straight to my venmo at candace woo two thanks so much for joining me today and i look forward to connecting with you again on the embody podcast next time take good care here's a little music for you to relax into and feel into the good feel into the loving see you next time